0: It's Unnecessary Roughness.
1: It's a blessing to, you know, be in this position. I feel like this is the first time in a long time where I've had four to five yards without being touched by anybody, you know what I'm saying? So they making it pretty easy on me, and I'm going to make sure I take care of them. So.
0: This is Unnecessary Roughness. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's your boy Q. Q.
2: And it's only appropriate that we come in with a little sound from Josh Jacobs. That was him following his three-touchdown performance last season and just talking about the offensive line and how they're doing their thing. And they were doing their thing, and they really gelled and helped Josh Jacobs end up leading the league in rushing. Today was the day. One o'clock was the deadline Pacific time to get a long-term contract extension done with Josh Jacobs. The Raiders did not, so now the options are out there. Sign the one-year franchise tag, Ten point zero nine million dollars and uh, report whenever he decides to report whether that's camp whether that's first week whether that's week 10 or whatever the case may be play on that or don't play on that those are really the options that josh jacobs has now uh, i did hear as i'm at the home studio while my man ari is in the finley cadillac performance studio i was watching a little nfl live and adam Schefter said that josh jacobs was cited at the raiders training facility so clearly, he was in the building. Him and his agent were in the building doing some last-minute negotiations. They say that it went up to uh, the wire. Say they had some intensive conversations, uh, and they had uh, you know some intentions on getting a deal done that just never materialized. It never came to be. So uh, as we know, Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley and Tony Pollard, none of those three guys uh, that were running backs that uh, had the franchise tag came to an agreement. As a matter of fact. What uh, What Tom Pellicero from NFL Network had to say, the Raiders and NFL rushing champ Josh Jacobs will not reach an agreement on contract extension before today's deadline. Jacobs has not signed the 10.091 million tender, so he's not required to report to camp, and his status is now up in the air. And so, again... We've been reacting to it here on Raider Nation Radio 920 for about an hour uh, with JT the Brick. And, uh, of course, you as well, Raider Nation at 702-365-9200 and the Don'tBeBroke.com text line 69187, keyword r and I think a lot of us had an idea that there was a good chance that this was going to happen. I could tell you selfishly I was hoping that it was not going to happen. I, uh, as a fan of the player... And obviously a fan of the team and a guy that does a radio show would love for Raider Nation to be calling in right now saying, right on, Raiders got it done. Josh Jacobs got rewarded for the season that he put in in 2023. And ultimately, it's, it's funny, we talk or 2022, we talk about the season that he put in and leading the league in rushing. But if you look at the body of work he's done in the four years that he's been in the league, he's been right up there with the best of them. And it's it's so funny that I was doing some radio on ESPN National over the weekend, and the whole conversation was Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley, one of the best running backs in the league. And the conversation was like, oh, and there's other guys too, like Josh Jacobs and this guy and that guy and the other. And I was like, no, no, look at the numbers. What Josh Jacobs has done in four years is more and better than what Saquon Barkley's done in five years because Saquon's been injured and banged up. It's spent one season where he only played two games. So, uh, you know, I put Josh Jacobs right up there. Uh, you know, with the upper echelon of the running backs in the NFL right now, and I feel like he has been. He was last year. Obviously, he was the best running back in the league last year, and I think he's really just kind of scratching the surface. As he told Paloma Villacano from Fox 5 Sports, there was a lot of uh, meat he left on the bone last year that he wanted to get back. So who knows when that's going to happen. But as you can imagine, we'll have a lot of conversation about when Josh Jacobs on the show today. Again, my man Ari is in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. It's Unnecessary Roughness, and we got a lot to get to. On today's show, very excited about every little angle and every little twist that we have on today's show. It's a very action-packed show, as we have well here every single day on Radio Nation Radio 920. Coming up at 2.30, Ed Graney from the Review Journal on our sister station ESPN Las Vegas. He's vacationing in California, but he's a Q. I'll come on the show, no worries. So even on vacation, Ed Graney's going to join us uh, at 2.30 to talk about the Raiders, and obviously we'll be heavily focused in on Josh Jacobs and what it means now that they have not got that contract extension done. Does that change anything for the locker room? Does that make any of the players in that locker room look at the team and the organization a little sideways? Is it kind of uh, you know kind of good for Josh Jacobs as far as not uh, reporting to training camp? Because as we know, uh, again, sources close to uh, Josh Jacobs – who talking to Paloma Villacana said that uh, he was not going to show up to training camp if he did not get a contract extension. And when I say sources, I laugh and I have it in air quotes. I mean, Josh Jacobs said he's not going to be at training camp. So we know that, uh, you know, don't expect him on the first day of practice on the 26th or even when the veterans report, On the twenty fifth, so we'll talk all that uh, with Ed Grady coming up at two thirty. At three o'clock, we'll do cover three NFL news and notes of the day. Just kind of scatter shoot around the league when it comes to different uh, news that is going on. Again, a couple weeks out from training camp we now know where deandre hopkins is going to be playing his ball in 2023 and uh, the fact that he got a big time contract from the titans and even though he said there was a lot of different things that that went into the requirements that he had uh, as far as going you know to his next team his next destination it ultimately boils down to money remember hopkins requirements for the new team stable front office stable quarterback championship defense and he ended up going to the Tennessee Titans. So at the end of the day, it's always about the money. So we'll talk all things NFL news and notes coming up at 3 o'clock. Then at 3.30, Shane Hallam, uh, he's a managing partner of Draft Countdown. He's going to join us. And no, I'm not deep diving into any mock drafts. I'm not doing any of that right now. Uh, that would be sick and don't want to do anything like that, even though I did go down a rabbit hole the other day checking out a mock draft. But I do want to have Shane kind of put us up on game about, Who are players to watch out for this upcoming college football season? I do want him to give us some background on that. I do want him to give us early thoughts on, okay, what classes does he feel as a a, a talent evaluator are going to be deep and that we should be paying attention to throughout the course of the college football season? I love college football. I love the fact that when you know college football gets started, you know the NFL is right around the corner. And I love to scout. This is what I like to do. If I wasn't doing this job, I would like to think that I would be a guy that would do something draft-related. I like to pay attention to certain programs across the college football landscape and start to say, okay, where can that player fit in in the NFL? And I'm not just doing this for the Raiders. I just mean in general. I like to have a really good idea of the players that are uh, on my radar early, kind of monitor them throughout the course of, of the season. And then when it is time for draft time, then I feel like I have a good knowledge of what I'm talking about and not just reading someone's cliff notes, right? So uh, we'll get a very early thoughts on uh, this upcoming college football season and some players to watch out for. And, of course, because the quarterbacks are always the big subject, I'll ask him about the quarterbacks because, he, as he did, he put out a mock draft a few weeks ago. And even though we've heard that, hey, this next year, is that's where you want to go get your quarterback. If you need a quarterback, you're going to want to go get one next year. He only had three quarterbacks taken in the first round. <laughs> so, to me, that doesn't sound like a very deep – Quarterback draft class. Again, we'll get the thoughts from Shane Hallam, uh, the managing partner of the draft countdown, coming up at 3.30 at 4 o'clock. Our good friend Tyler Dragon from USA Today. He'll join the show to talk all things NFL. Uh, Tyler is fantastic when it comes to covering all things uh, NFL-wise, and we'll talk about all the storylines going on a couple weeks out from, uh, from the start of training camp. So Tyler Dragon from USA Today. He'll join us at 4 o'clock. And then at 4.30 – very excited because my man Ari's excited. So, again, when Ari's excited, I'm excited. I get fired up. This is going to be something that we've teased a couple times last week, but we're going to start doing it. We might do it every single day. We might do it a couple days a week. It's all, it's all on Ari. Whatever Ari decides is what we're going to do. Now, I, I follow directions sometimes. Not very well, but I follow, them, I follow them sometimes, and I'm going to follow Ari's instructions on this because this is going to be his thing. Reason or excuse. We're going to have it at 4.30. Ari's going to hit me with uh, some subjects, and I'm, I have to decide if it's a reason or excuse. And Ari is going to – and Ari, I mean, you could jump in at any time. I mean, he's going to kind of scatter shoot and find a, ho- a whole bunch of different subjects to talk about and, and just throw them at me, Ari, and, and then I'll give you reason or excuse. And, you know, Raider, Raider Nation, you could decide if it's a reason or excuse. I'd like you to be a, par- a participant in it as well. Uh, but, Ari, it sounds like we should have a lot of fun with this segment.
0: Oh, yeah. You have no excuse not to.
2: I have reasons not to. I may have reasons not to, but I have no excuses. (laughs) We've been going
0: back and forth with this all week. Yeah, no, I'm excited. It's going to be good. And today's a great day to start, right? Right. It's literally the best day, probably.
2: Exactly. So, given everything that's gone on so far in the NFL with the running backs and Josh Jacobs and and Saquon Barkley and Tony Pollard and others, uh, even Evan Ingram with the Jacksonville Jaguars getting a contract extension, he was holding that franchise tag. Uh, You know, we'll have plenty to talk about, but we'll do that at 430. Most of the time I'm I'm trying to find a uh, specific time where we can have it consistently at the same time. Uh, But today, with everything going on, 4.30 was the best time for us. So we have reason or excuse coming up at 4.30. So Ed Grady at 2.30. Cover 3 NFL News and Notes of the Day at 3. Shane Hallam from the Draft Countdown at 3.30. Tyler Dragon at 4.00. and. Reason or excuse at 430. And, of course, Raider Nation, throughout the course of the show, we definitely want to hear from you, 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword R&R. We're locked and loaded. Got a lot to get to on this Monday show, so let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive.
3: The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Padalaw. Law. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery.
2: So we all know that Josh Jacobs didn't get the contract extension. It's something that we had talked about. We knew that there was a strong possibility. Again, I was hoping that he was going to get that contract extension. I mean, this is a guy that was responsible for 33% of the Raiders' scrimmage yards last season. Think about that. Just, I mean, just think about that. 33% of the scrimmage yards. Josh Jacobs was responsible for. There was only one other guy in the NFL that was more responsible for more of the scrimmage yards for his respected team, and that was Derrick Henry at 36%. I mean, think about that, because I know right now someone's going to say, yeah, well, you know, you can't win with the running back. Running back's not going to take you to the Super Bowl. But I will counter that and say when we had um, – When we had uh, Lee Steinberg on, the super agent, we had him on a couple weeks ago when I was at uh, the Sahara uh, Las Vegas, the uh, Zillow Ultra Pool. Uh, When I was there, I remember Lee Steinberg being on the show and uh, talking about how he was negotiating for Thermos Thomas, and he said they had to prove and show how valuable he was to the offense to be able to get the contract that they were looking for, and they still didn't get the contract that they exactly wanted but they had to just prove the value, his value to the team. And I know Dave Ziegler understands Josh Jacobs' value. I know Josh McDaniels understands Josh Jacobs' value. I'm not questioning that at all. I just look at this number, and I just want to throw it out there to you. 33% of the Raiders' scrimmage yards a season ago were from running back Josh Jacobs. The only other person in the league that was more responsible for their team was Derrick Henry at 36%. And I heard Vinnie Bonsignore this morning say that Derrick Henry is the 169th highest-paid player in the NFL. 169. 168 other players are paid better than Derrick Henry in 2023. That's wild, right? That's wild. When he was the guy that was the the most responsible for scrimmage yards for his team, and Josh Jacobs was second with
0: 33%. I'll add, too, they don't have a wide receiver like Devontae Adams th- right. to get all those other yards, so I don't even know how Jacobs even uh, – Got to that number, but like hearing the, the contrast is crazy thinking of the team that Henry's on.
2: Right, exactly. And now they, you know, they have DeAndre Hopkins now. He's into the mix, so we'll see True. what he does this year. We'll see what his numbers look like this year, but just kind of let you know how much Tennessee relies on, on Derrick Henry and shows you how much the Raiders relied on Josh Jacobs, even with Devontae Adams going for 1,500 yards, having 100 catches, having 14 touchdowns. I mean, that's a lot of production, and Josh Jacobs still was that main dude. So, again, not going to sit here and, and, and talk about is it fair, is it not fair, should they have paid them? should they – look, it doesn't matter. At this point, it's, it's, it's water under the bridge. It didn't get done. There was attempts to get it done, and it didn't happen. So we continue to evolve. We continue to move on. So the question I have is I like to always bring a topic to the table, and I throw it out there to you at 702-365-9200. I see we have a couple patient uh, callers already online, and we do appreciate it, we'll get to you in a hot minute. I want to know your thoughts on Josh Jacobs. If and when does he show up for the Raiders? Do you think he shows up week one? Do you think he shows up week 10? Do you think that there's a chance that he sits all season? That's the next step. I mean, it's not about getting him paid. We know what the salary is. It's one year, $10 million. What do you think is next? Week one, week 10, somewhere in between? Sometime in training camp? Maybe, maybe they had a really good meeting today and he shows up for the first day of practice on the 26th. I don't know. I don't think you see him at all at training camp. My big question and my big hope is that he's there available for week one against Denver. That's what I hope. I hope that he signs that tender and is available about a week before that first game against Denver because that's about what he needs. Have a week of practice and then be ready for for Denver because the Raiders need him. They have Jimmy Garoppolo, who is a decent quarterback, decent to good quarterback, but he needs a run game. He's very similar to Daniel Jones in, in New York. I I argued on the radio on uh, on Saturday, and I say argue, but it's probably a, that's a probably a harsher word for it, but my my conversation on the radio on Saturday on ESPN was that Saquon's probably responsible for Daniel Jones getting that contract extension. Right? Cuz he did he did so much of the heavy lifting, and I believe that Josh Jacobs, I know he did a lot of the heavy lifting last year for the Silver and Black, but he's probably going to be leaned on even more this year, like he's going to be needed more. Even though I think that Zamir White's going to be involved in the offense a lot more than he was last year, I feel like the presence of Josh Jacobs is going to be needed more this year because they have Jimmy Garoppolo, who's not just that guy that you want to see throw the ball 30 times around the yard. That's just me. So I ask you the question. Again, 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Your thoughts on Josh Jacobs? If and when does he show up for the Raiders? What do you think? Week when? Week one? Week 10? Does he sit all season? What do you think? Let us know. I'm going to hit the text line real quick. We got a text from the 209s from my man, Poncho. He said, what up, Q? Poncho here. My wish didn't come true, but like you mentioned earlier, we all kind of saw this coming. We at least still have Jacobs for one more year, so can't let it affect us too much. Who knows? Zamir might surprise a lot of us this year. Got to keep it moving and hope for the best. And I agree. I agree. And I think Zamir is going to be good. I really do. Do I think he's Josh Jacobs? No. I would be foolish to say that because Josh Jacobs has proven it over four years what he brings to the table. But I do think Zamir White's a, a, a good running back. I really do. And even though we saw him just briefly in, in uh, preseason last year, I think he showed a little something, something He came in with his body shape a little bit better. He's a a little bit uh, leaner, lost a little bit of weight, gained a little bit of muscle. I think he's probably ready for the moment. I just don't know. You know, I I don't think that he can do it by himself. Let's put it like that. I do believe that the veteran presence of Josh Jacobs is necessary. So, Poncho, thank you so much for that. Let me get one more text in, then we'll go to the phone lines. Rich in Oakland said, Absolute chess move by Ziegler and company today. Paying running backs is bad business. Jacobs had the best year ever last season and still didn't do enough to get the Raiders in the playoffs. Let him play on the franchise tag, then let him go. A high-paid running back will not win you a championship. That's Rich in Oakland. Thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Now I want to hear from you at 702-365-9200. Start out with a guy that I haven't heard from in a minute. Passionate Raider. What's up, my man? How you doing? What's
3: up, Q, man? Long time no here, no here, man. I've kind of just been laying low, getting some stuff together. But, again, here we go, Q, man. Like, can we ever, like, get some good news that come from Vegas when, when we need it, man? It's like everything always has to have the negative twist on it, man. We, we understand, here we go again, we got, a top we got a top running back in the league on our team, and we're just pissing it away, man. I, 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 again, like Rich just text, the running back didn't get us to the playoffs. But I can argue that, Q, because look at how good our offense was last year, and we know the couple pieces that stopped us from going over the top and being in the playoffs last year. So it wasn't without Jacobs, I don't think we would have been anywhere near to what we were last year. And this guy is a team leader, but once there's bad blood, I'm a firm believer that that stuff can't be fixed, man. So, hey, we enjoyed it while we had him. He's got the he's got the 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 the, the shield on his arm for life. I'll always respect him, man. He gave his all. He come out last year on the last year and dominated the league. Played every single game. Carried this team as far as he could, and here we are, just letting him dangle in the wind, man. So. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if we do see him week one in Denver. That might be our luck, Q, in Denver, running against us. So I don't know, man. Another day in Raiderville, here we are scratching our head, wondering why. So let's just hope they know and we're just still here scratching.
2: All right. Passionate Raider, thanks for the call. And I don't think you have to worry about him being in Denver as their running back. He'll be in Denver. Well, I believe he'll be in Denver. Playing for the silver and black week one. That's what my expectations are. Is is that he's going to show up week one? If I had to bet money, that's where I would go. Is that he's going to be there, be available for week one? But look, any team. There's a lot of different things that can happen here. I mean, obviously, I just don't see. I don't see it going to the extremes of the team rescinding the tag or them. You know, him signing the tag and them trading them, and they just definitely aren't going to trade them to a division opponent. I don't see any of that happening. I think that that's all. That's all extreme. It's just it didn't come down to an agreement. Look, Saquon didn't get an agreement in, in New York. Tony Pollard didn't get an agreement in, in Dallas. It's it's not a Raider thing. I, I believe it's an NFL thing, and I, I think it's a shame. I really do. I know that Josh Jacobs knows his value, and he has holds himself at a very high regard, as he should, as every player in the league should. But right now, what it says in the NFL is not that. I, I've mentioned it many times, but I'll bring it before we get to our next call. I'll bring it up one more time about the, the franchise tag and where it's at right now. And this is this notes from Jeff Darlington on ESPN. The cost of franchise tag top running backs is just so low for teams to pass up. Consider this. A quarterback tag in 2015 was 18.5 million dollars. Now it's thirty-two point four million. A wide receiver tag in twenty fifteen was twelve point eight million. Now it's nineteen point seven million. A running back tag in twenty fifteen cost ten point nine million. Now $10.1 Ha! <laughs> right? Like the only position, while all other tag prices have risen, the running back tag has gone down. That's all you need to know about that position. It's really a shame that that's the state of that position because, man, uh, in the course of, the, of, of NFL history, what do we always think of? The great running backs. And we saw the last time the Raiders won a Super Bowl, what was it on the strength of? Their great running back. They're Hall of Famer, their HOF-er, right? What's the highlight that you see all the time is that Marcus Allen, that reverse field, crossing the field, that gallop all the way to the end zone. You see the, the running back highlighted. And, unfortunately, for the NFL and for running backs right now, that's just not what they're getting. They're not getting that kind of love. How about Hammer from New Jersey? Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Hammer?
1: What's going on, Q? Hope you're doing well, man. It's been a while since I've called in. And shout-out to Raider Nation. Look. I know a lot of us aren't too happy about this. I'm going to be talking about this tonight on YouTube, Radio Nation News today. Like I talked about this contract for ad nauseum for so long, and said maybe a three-year, forty million dollar deal would probably be sufficient, where you're averaging like thirteen mil a year. But it seems like the writing was on the wall back from last year. You declined his fifth-year option. You played him in the Hall of Fame game, and that started a whole rumbling of, oh, is he going to be traded now? What's going to happen? You just said it yourself, Q. He made up for 33% of the offensive yards yep. last season. The season before, he carried this team on his back on a five-game winning streak into the wild card game. Like, it's almost a damned if, you do, damned if you don't, but at the same time, I understand now they are really depreciating the running back position, but realistically, they went into last season with a six-deep running back depth chart, and who was still carrying the load? Who was out there on third down putting that work in on third and short situations? Josh Jacobs. Who led the league in rushing? Josh Jacobs. He should have gotten a deal. But, again, we've, we've talked about this before. It's like Ziegler and McDaniels are stuck in their ways. They're stuck in the Patriot way. But, again, this is going around the league as well with Saquon. I'm hearing this left and right on ESPN Radio New York, and it's getting annoying already. Tony Pollard, the same thing. But if you think about it, and this is, this goes out to the nation, this goes out to all NFL fans, if any of these three guys were to sign that franchise tag right now, and regardless of how they feel about it, it would make them the fourth highest paid running back in the league. That's nothing to shy away from. We're not going to see another running back make what Christian McCaffrey is making. And I've talked about the difference between Saquon, J- Jacobs, and McCaffrey. McCaffrey is a lot more versatile. He's a guy that you could even throw in at the slot position. Saquon, Jacobs are bulldozer, downhill runners. I don't see them making $19.5 million. What would be fair for any running back, a premier running back right now, would have been $13 million, and that would be it. All right. That's what it is. Th-
2: that, thank you for the call, Hammer. I appreciate you. Uh, good shout-out to your show. Uh, good luck with that. I appreciate it. But I'll say this. Look, I think that, what, the $10 million is the franchise tag. Uh, I think it was very reasonable to – and the only thing that really matters – Is guaranteed money here? I don't. I don't. The base salary, how much it is per year, none of that means anything to me. I think it's all about the guaranteed money because that's all that matters in NFL contracts. So I think if you take the ten million dollar franchise tag and you were to give like two of those, you know, say okay, it's twenty two. We're going to give you twenty two to twenty three million dollars. Put a little bit of sugar on top. Twenty two to twenty three million dollars, fully guaranteed. That's probably what was offered and I don't know that at all. I have no idea uh, how much was offered if anything, whatever, but uh, I do know that Josh was in the building. I know that he was spotted and they said that there was contract ex- uh, conversations going down to the wire and it just didn't get done. So, um, the, obviously Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniel's had a number and Josh Jacobs and his agent had a number and they never came, uh, you know, came to an agreement on one. And again, this is not in my opinion, just my opinion, a Raiders thing. This is an NFL thing. And we'll talk to Ed Graney, but you'll also hear from Bill Barnwell, who was a guest on my radio show on Saturday on ESPN, just talking about the running back position and what is across the league. Again, the franchise tag is down for running backs since 2015. That's not a Raiders-Josh Jacobs thing. That's an NFL thing, <laughs> right? I mean, so I don't, I don't point the finger and say it's oh, so all on Ziggler and, and company. I point the finger and say this is at a broken system that is the NFL. But, again, the question that I throw out there to you, and we'll get Hardcore Raider in just a second, What's next? When does Josh Jacobs show up for the Raiders? When do you think he shows up? Week one? Week 10? Sit all season? What do you think? Hardcore Raider, you're up. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Thank you. How's it going? Good, good, good.
4: All right. So so in comparison with with Christian McCaffrey, it's not even accurate, dude. The first four years of production from Josh Jacobs, he had more production than Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey only had 65 uh, more uh, receiving yards than Josh Jacobs, and his rushing yards were way down compared to Josh Jacobs. But besides that, this is an epic failure. I'm sorry, but it is. You know, uh, you were talking about Marcus Allen. What did Marcus Allen do when, you know, things went south? He went to a rival team. And, you know, Josh Jacobs might be a lot of things, but the one thing he is not is a liar. And so when jo- Jacobs says he's going to sit out and hero return villain, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, I don't think he's going to be a Raider. I don't think he's going to be suiting up this year. And I wouldn't be surprised if next year, if he goes to a rival team like the Chiefs and he takes a pay cut. So, you know, we went in a free agency having third most cap space. This wasn't like a big anomaly that we needed to set some money aside to get Jacobs taken care of. We have over $40 million invested in the wide receiver room with a lot of questions at quarterback. So with all those questions, you invest over $40 million in the wide receiver room, and you can't pay Josh Jacobs. Yet they bring in Brandon Bolden, and we're paying him like $2.8 million per year. And who's Brandon Bolden? Why is that guy even on the team? I don't know. But all I got to say is, the, you know what? You reap what you sow, and this coaching staff is showing us exactly who they are.
2: All right, there you go, Hardcore Raider. Uh, again, and I'm not going to argue back and forth, I don't believe it's a Raider thing. I believe it's an NFL failure thing when it comes to the running back position. But, again, that's just me. So we'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, again, the question that I throw out there to you, When and, you, and Hardcore said it, he doesn't think Josh Jacobs plays all year. I think that'd be silly. I don't think that makes any sense. Uh, I think we've seen what happened when players don't play for a whole year. It doesn't work out very well. The uh, latest example is Le'Veon Bell. And I don't think Josh Jacobs is going to let $10 million get by. Now, does he need training camp? Probably not. Right? I'm sure he'll be okay. He'll go out there, play the games, he'll get the game checks, and then they'll go into negotiations again. That's, that's just me. And they'll figure out what's going on. Maybe he walks. Maybe they sign up to an extension. Maybe they franchise him again because it's a possibility. They really can. But again, I think the big issue, if you want to sit here and say who's the who's at fault, I don't want to I don't point the finger and say it was the it's the it's the front office or the coaching staff. I look at it as the NFL and the whole system is broken. Like look look at the big picture. Look at the running backs who haven't got paid. Look at the running backs who had contracts that got cut. Zeke Elliott, Dalvin Cook, who just restructured their contract to stay on their team so he didn't have to Find a new team. Joe Mixon, right? I mean, that's not a, that has nothing to do with the Raiders. That's an NFL problem. And I do say problem with a capital P because I think that it is a problem. It's a damn shame that a guy could be 33% of your offense and not get a contract. It's even worse that a guy could be 36% of your offense and be the 169th highest paid player in the league. Derrick Henry's contract has nothing to do with the Raiders. Again, NFL problem. Broken. My opinion. 2.27 is the time. Ed Grady joins us next. It's Raider Nation Radio 920.
3: That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padilla. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery.
0: Again, an offset eye. Jacobs behind Johnson. Snap. Jacobs through the middle. Andrew!
4: A beautiful Las Vegas drive. You're
0: listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance
2: Studio. Another Josh Jacobs highlight right there. Knowing that Josh Jacobs did not get his contract extension today at 1 p.m. Pacific time, that deadline that we were all looking at. So now he has the option of $10 million fully guaranteed deal, the franchise tag. Sign it and play. Sign it and show up. The question I have is, when does he show up? Week 1? Week 10? Does he sit out all season? Does he show up sometime in between? That's really the question I ask because that's really the reality of it. So 69187, keyword R&R is the question that I ask. You can you respond on the don'tbebroke.com text line. And when we don't have a guest, you can give us a call as well. And for everyone who thinks it's a Raider issue when it comes to the running back, let me just go ahead and point this out, and then we'll get to Ed Graney. Veteran running backs this offseason. This is from our good friend Ari Mayrov at the33rdteam.com. Took a pay cut. Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, Cut, Zeke Elliott, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, Tag But No Deal, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard. Wanted a new deal and asked for a trade, Austin Eckler. Has been a free agent all offseason, Kareem Hunt. Again, that is the story of the running backs across the NFL. Not just a Raider thing. It's an NFL thing. Join us now on the phone lines from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Of course, our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas, is our guy, Ed Graney. And, Ed, thanks so much for making some time for us this afternoon. I do appreciate you. So what are your thoughts, Josh Jacobs? You know that he's not going to be there at camp when we're out there for the first day of practice on the 26th. When do you think that Josh Jacobs shows up? Maybe when it gets cooler. Maybe he's, just, <laughs> maybe he's smarter than all of us. Right. Um, I,
5: I actually won't be surprised if we don't see him until the last week before the first game. Um, I think he I think he holds out. Um, you know, I don't think you and I are surprised what happened today. Q. Um they just are not he's a running back. They've offered him the franchise tag. I don't know how far it got along, I don't know what money he wants, but I think they were always gonna stand firm in the franchise tag and he was gonna stand firm that he wanted a long term deal. So the you know, football cliche, the football's in his, his court now. I mean it's 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 up to him now. They can I don't think they're gonna take the tag away. I don't think they would do that. But, um, I think it's up to him now. And I do think he'll sit out for a while. Um, and here's the thing if I didn't have a deal, I'd sit out too. Right. I'm not, I'm not going there and getting hurt. Um, so, you know, I saw him on TV last night, says he's in the best shape of his life. Said the soft season, he had no nicks. He did nothing but work out and he's fresh. So if that's the deal and he's, he's as fresh as he says he is, I guess in his mind, he could sit out for a while now and still
2: be okay to go to the season. What do you think about just the state of the running back position? As I've been saying, a lot of people are angry, as you can imagine, because Josh Jacobs is one of the faces of the franchise. But I just keep saying how much it's a problem in the NFL, and not just the Raiders. It's a problem in the NFL that the running back is, is valued or devalued the way it is right now.
5: Yeah, it is. And, you know, I mean, I know a lot of people. I know my uh, colleague Adam Hill has written extensively about that, is that it kind of starts with what they get on their rookie deals. You know, that, that that's where – you know the money can be different uh, in the future. I don't know if that's going to happen because I just think the position's been devalued so much. But you know, you you coming in on the break there, you named a lot of really good running backs yep. who either were cut or they don't have deals right now. So, I mean, it is what it is. They the running back position has just been devalued by the league by 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 teams, and you're gonna you know they're gonna have to deal with it. It's too bad. I don't know if I want my kid being a running back if he's growing up right now. Right. Um, if I think he's got some kind of ability. Um, you know, but I don't, I don't see it, let's put it this way, I don't see it in 2023 being different in 2024, 2025. Like, I don't think it's going to go back to where obviously they're overvalued or valued more than they are now. So guys playing that position are going to have to deal with this. Um, I was telling Ari on the way in, you know, it's $10 million. Um, we'll see if he wants to walk away from that. Um, you know, we, we saw what happened with Le'Veon Bell. Um, yep. And I know uh, Adam was talking about that this morning on the Press Box. We saw what happened with him. Do you really want to put yourself in that position, miss a whole year, and then see what happened to him? I mean, he got his money, but see what happened to him production wise. I don't think Josh Jacobs will do that. I think he'll be in eventually, and uh, he's going to make $10.2 million. So, you know, probably not, you know, what he thinks he deserves, but, you know, it's not change either.
2: Again, we're talking with Ed Graney here on Raider Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. Do you think that this situation one becomes a distraction as the Raiders are trying to put things together during training camp, but do you think it sends a bad message to the locker room?
5: Well, I think the locker room, no, because I think those guys, you know, what's their, what's the cliche of those guys? It's always just business. Yeah. And a lot of those guys are in the same position, you know, throughout their careers at some point where they want to contract and, they want more money so i don't know if it becomes a huge distraction so i think everyone and the other thing is i think everyone knew this was going to happen if this was like a shock today mm-hmm. maybe you know it causes some dissension but it's not a shock i think everyone knew he was you know him that he'll probably hold out that he probably won't show up next week and they'll go forward and you know um you know what do they say it's another man's opportunity for Zemir white and people right. like that you know i mean that's you know that that's uh that's that's what how I would look at it if I was Zemir White right now. This is an opportunity now to get the carries in preseason and 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 go from there and see what you can do and improve yourself to them. So it's going to be it's going to cause a distraction because you and I are going to talk about it and we're going to write about it and that's what's going to be the distraction part of it. That's you know that's our jobs. Right. Um, a distraction in the locker room. i not so much sense as a distraction in the locker room as it is on the outside. Everyone looking in, and everyone talking about it and putting it on Twitter every day. But inside. Those guys know this business. They know it's, you know, like I said, a lot of them have been either in this position or they want to be in the position of making a lot of money and getting a new deal. So, you know, if they stand by their word and it's just business, it shouldn't be that big of a distraction inside the room.
2: I love the fact that you brought up the opportunity to, for Zemir White and I believe it's an opportunity for him as well. We saw him uh quite a bit in preseason and training camp last year. Uh all, all we really saw was Josh Jacobs in the Hall of Fame game which was kind of uh you know kind of blew our minds anyway, but then we saw a lot of Zamir White. So, you know, how much do you think that we can learn about him during training camp and, and preseason this year because we know the preseason is different than the regular season?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think with opportunity we can learn a lot and you know, he he'll be getting the carries um and that's a funny thing, you know, uh, if he's the next guy, it will be interesting. I mean, obviously you have to play him because, you know, you, you had a couple weeks ago, his number of carries were almost none last year. Um, right. I, I think it was like 16. It was, it, was like a, it was like a low number. So you have to play the guy. But it will be very fascinating to me that if they think this is a long holdout by Jacobs and it could go last into the season, Zamir White's your guy. Yes, you have to see him. Yes, you have to play him. But you have to be careful with him as well. I mean, right. you got to gauge the situation and what the Raiders think. It all goes back to Josh Jacobs, like how long would you really push this? How long would you really hold out? Um, if they believe it's a really long time or it could go deep into the season, which I don't think you and I agree, because um, I think we both agree that, you know, once they start missing paychecks, it right. becomes a whole different deal. Um, so I think you and I agree that, um, you know, while Zamir White has to get looks in, in the preseason, it will be interesting to see how they handle it if they think Jacobs could hold out for a while.
2: Yeah, no, that, that is going to be interesting, and I do think that he's going to show up by week one because, as you mentioned, those game yeah. checks, are just they're just too valuable yeah. to, to miss. And, and I know that it's no he has no protection. It's only a one-year fully guaranteed deal. He wants the long term, but I just think that $10 million is just way too much uh, to pass up on. Let me yeah. ask you this, Ed. When it comes to Josh Jacobs, do you think that – I mean, because they can't do anything long term now until after the season, then they can negotiate right. – Are you in another situation where it's potentially another franchise tag? Do you think that they make him a free agent after this year? What what do you think when it comes to Josh Jacobs and his long-term future with the Raiders? I mean, I think his production is going to tell us everything. But,
5: I mean, if you tell me they tag him again, I wouldn't be surprised. I just think that these guys, um, not unlike many other teams, you, you mentioned in coming back all the guys, like I said, who are cut and don't have deals. I think these guys are in that realm of what they think about running backs. You know, how, how good a season the guy had last year in leading the league in rushing I mean, Think about that. I don't think, you know, we believe he's going to lead the league in rushing again. I mean, I, I think that's really tough to do right. um, and have that kind of year again. So if he doesn't, but he has a really productive season, I could see them tagging him again. I just believe that they think about running backs how a lot of people do and that long-term deals for a lot of money aren't worth nowadays giving a running back. So if you told me, Q, that he was productive again and had a nice year, and you know, he was still, you know, physically okay and physically healthy enough, then I I would think they'd tag him again and at that point it'd probably
2: be worth about twelve million. Well, I'll tell you this, the funny thing about it, and I I rolled out this number earlier to Raider Nation, the franchise tag value for the running back position in twenty fifteen was ten point nine million. This year it's ten point one million. So I mean, it's gone down since twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah <laughs> think about that. Right, there's a problem there. It every other position's gone up with the franchise tag value except for the running back position. Yeah,
5: yeah, and it just, it shows you what the, it shows you where the spot is now in, in, in the realm of the NFL.
2: Yeah, um, and you know,
5: again, I always I always hesitate to say it's too bad for those guys because it's ten million dollars. Right, um, but again. You know, I think sometimes we do too much of that too. This is what they, this is their livelihood. This is their profession. They want to be paid at market value, like you and I do, and everyone else wants to be paid at the market value of what their what their position is or what their you know profession is. So maybe I shouldn't go there. Maybe you know, look, he he led the league in rushing, and he thinks his market value is you know this number. They obviously don't agree because they didn't come to a long term deal with him. Um, But you know, I mean, maybe. You know that's that's fairer than not to just say that that's his market value and that's what he uh, that's what he thinks he deserves.
2: He was 33 percent of the Raiders' scrimmage yards in 2022. 33 yeah. percent. He was second in the league. The only guy who was ahead of him was Derrick Henry with 36 percent of the Titans' uh, scrimmage yards. And think about this, Ed. Derrick Henry is paid the he's the 169th highest paid player in the league. 169. Yeah. There's 168 players paid higher than the guy that was responsible for most of the, the yards for the Tennessee yep. Titans. That's, that, again, tells you all you need to know about the running back position.
5: Yep, it is. That's a great stat. I, I mean, I, that, that's amazing when you consider how valuable and important he is to that organization. Um, but that tells you all you need to know. You just gave the best stat out. And if anyone didn't realize where the running back position is now valued... Uh, don't don't talk about Josh Jacobs. Talk about where Derrick Henry
2: is like you just said. Right, exactly. Well, Ed, fantastic stuff. I uh, have a good idea. I know what you'll be writing about pretty soon is going to be Josh Jacobs, yeah. but what are you working on that we should be on the lookout for?
5: <laughs> I'm working on being at the beach in California for
2: a few days, my friend. Nice. I like it. I like it. Get you some sun, but not too much sun, man. You not know? too much. I,
5: I, I've got the uh, SP-97 ready to go, Q.
2: There you go. That a boy. That's what I'm <laughs> talking about. We'll get you some R&R, man, some rest and relaxation, because uh, once the 26 hit, it's 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 full blow, it's full go time four, mode. So thank you four, so four. much. Thanks, Q. Appreciate you. All right, my man. There he goes. Ed Graney right there from ESPN Las Vegas. Work, working about getting on the beach. I'm not mad. Get on the beach in Cali. I'll tell you what, man, it's so hot out. We went to the uh, to the pool. We went over to GVR yesterday uh, here in, in Henderson. And, uh, one, I love GVR, but we went to the uh, the pool area. And, man, I'll tell you what, even at closing time, it was still blazing hot outside. So, uh, man, if you get an opportunity to jump into the pool and get a little bit of, uh, you know, chill time, and I really do mean chill time, do it because it is so stinking hot out. So uh, there is that. Many thanks to Ed Graney for joining us uh, here on Raider Nation Radio nine. 9- Speaking of chilling, how about we send you to Alaska? (laughs) How about chilling in Alaska, right? We're doing the Lotus Summer of Fun. We've been doing it each and every week. This week, you got a shot at a seven-day Alaska cruise for two. Or, of course, you can always take the cash, $3,000. So what we want to do right now is we want to get you, well, that first step. The first step is getting qualified for four tickets to an Aviators game. You get that? Then all of a sudden, you got yourself an opportunity for the Lotus Summer of Fun. But let's take step one right now. 702-365-9200. Call number nine is what we're looking for. We want to get you qualified for four tickets to an Aviators game. All this is part of the Lotus Summer of Fun here on Red Nation Radio 920.
0: You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio.
2: Big shout out to my man Carlos. He got registered, got qualified for four tickets to an aviators game. load of summer fun is going on right now this week. We're hooking up a seven-day Alaska cruise for two. Or you could take $3,000 cash. And I actually have a friend – uh, friend and family that just went to uh, Alaska and they went and did, did a lot of fishing and uh, saw a lot of great wildlife including bears and uh, said that they had a hell of a time. I've never been to Alaska Lil Q went to Alaska when he was uh, when he was playing last year for Western Oregon. Uh, they went up there and had a tournament in Alaska so uh, I've never been there but it's something that I thought about I wouldn't mind going. I don't like the cold. I don't know how cold it gets because, well, I haven't been there. I'm imagining it gets pretty cold. But I think it would be kind of cool to go to Alaska. Again, it's not the top of my list. I'm more of an exotic type guy. Like, I'd rather go to Hawaii and Puerto Rico and stuff like that. But, I mean, if you got an opportunity to go to Alaska, especially when it's 115 routinely out here in Vegas, why not, Ari? Why not head to uh, Alaska and chill for seven days?
0: Isn't it like, I don't know the exact timeline, but there's like a long period of time in which
2: there's no sun? Like
0: the sun's down? Yeah, yeah, something
2: like that. I just don't know the exacts. That's kind of cool. That was the part of uh, whatever class that is in school that I probably wasn't paying attention. (laughs) My bad. You were but, off talking to girls and stuff. Yeah, I was too busy mm-hmm. talking. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Shocking, it right? Out. It worked out. <laughs> yeah, it worked out all right. Some, something like that. But, uh, yeah, so there you go. So, Carlos, shout out to you, man. Definitely appreciate you. We've been talking a lot about Josh Jacobs. And, of course, we want to hear from you as well, 702-365-9200. We do have Cover 3 NFL news and notes of the day coming up at the top of the hour, but we'll still take your calls. So if you want to chime in and let us know your thoughts on Jacobs, if and when he shows up for the Raiders. When do you think it is? I believe he shows up the week before, week one. I think he shows up right when that last preseason game happens, basically when roster cutdowns happen. I think he shows up, signs his tender, and is ready to play against, uh, against the Denver Broncos in Denver week one. That's my gut, gut feeling. But what says you? Again, 702-365-9200. Text line 69187. Keyword R&R. Got this text said, uh, from the 701 from Nodak Raiders. said, name me the last elite running back to win a Super Bowl. Marshawn? Ten years ago, we need a quarterback. J.J. is great, but if the goal is rings, J.J. and the league's best defense is not going to beat the AFC. The nation needs to take a deep breath, and let's give the reps a mirror until J.J. comes back. For his sake, I hope he doesn't sit out too long, or he may not be in football shape and could get hurt. That's no Dak Raider. And to his point, I do get nervous. I do get nervous when guys hold out, only because I don't want to see them get injured. And, and you know, like soft tissue injuries and, and more times than not, we see that happening, so uh, yeah, no that great, a really good text. All right, it seems like you got something. What's going on? With uh, you?
0: Just about 15 minutes ago, Josh Jacobs hit Twitter, and, and he's uh, he's just responding to people. And uh, like the one that caught my eyes, we never tried to reset the market, and then he told someone else BS. I'll say uh, so. Yeah, he's he's up, he's talking.
2: All, All right. Coming. Well, there you go, there you go. Uh, Josh Jacobs on Twitter responding to to messages. I did see. I think Kenny King had tweeted out about. About the Raiders weren't interested in resetting the running back market, and I think that that's what Josh Jacobs responded to when he said that we're not trying to, we didn't try to reset the market. Uh, let's hear from Bill Barnwell. He was a guest on my radio show on uh, ESPN National on Saturday. I was on with uh, Myron Metcalf, and we were talking about the running back position. And uh, Bill Barnwell's real sharp when it comes to uh, everything NFL. So he's a guest on this show quite a bit as well. But uh, we just asked him, or I asked him about Josh Jacobs, because of course, as you can imagine, a lot of our conversation was about Saquon Barkley. I had to take it to Josh Jacobs. So here's Bill Barnwell's thoughts on Jacobs and the Raiders.
4: Yeah, I mean, you can't argue with the production, right, in terms of what he did last year. You know, that was not a a great season for the Raiders, but he was the brightest thought for a player who looked like they might be moving on from before the year. They declined his fifth-year option, as you mentioned. They, They play him in the preseason with the backups, almost like an insult, almost like a like like a motivating thing to try and get the best out of Josh Jacobs and he has a career year so um what that tells me is that this franchise didn't see him as a cornerstone player before last season and last year matters of course but I think more so than Saquon Barkley it feels like unless the the Raiders franchise really caves in that they're going to go year to year and say hey you know we didn't see you as this kind of player before last year prove it to us again and then maybe we'll get a deal done
2: so there you go. That was Bill Barnwell on Saturday from ESPN Radio, just talking about Josh Jacobs and kind of what, what he believed about the situation, going all the way back to last preseason when he played in the Hall of Fame game. And we'll hear a couple more sound bites from Bill Barnwell throughout the course of the show. Mailman Raider hit us up at six nine one eight seven keyword RNRQ. No way J.J. sits a year out. The whole reason we're having this convo in the first place is money. No way he leaves $10 million on the table in his prime. The wild part to me is that J.J. got no mileage in college, so you'd think he'd have he'd last a little bit longer than other running backs. My question is what happens if he runs it back as the league's leading running back? Again, that's from Mailman Raider, and that's a great, great question, my man. And that was one of the things that I liked about Josh Jacobs coming out of Alabama. A lot of people said, "Don't go draft a uh, Alabama running back because they're all they're all beat up. They're, the the wear and tear is already on their body by the time they get to the NFL." And the thing about Josh Jacobs is he was part of a committee, and that was one of the reasons that I really. Liked him. I liked him anyway because he was a hell of a player at Alabama, but it was in spurts. It was never like he was the full time back, even though he had the ability to be that guy. So I thought that he was going to have ability to have wear and tear more wear and tear. But the reality of it is the Raiders in 2022. He touched the ball 393 times, (laughs) right? 340 uh, running the rock and 53 catches. So that's a lot of of wear and tear. That's a lot of touches uh, that he had in uh, 2022. So how many does he get this year is going to be the question. And obviously we won't know until he reports. The question is the bigger question, when does he report? This is Red Nation Radio 920.